How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. You are Locked On Bucks, your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. We just bumped in with some flight of the Concords. Frank, tell me about it. You You were thinking about it. Uh... During throughout this whole road trip, you said it's better than taking care of business. It's, it's next level, and I, I'm just happy I could bring it to you. I, I I hope we have some other Flight of the Concords fans. Tremendous show on HBO. I don't know, it was like ten, over ten years ago that show was on. Kind of crazy, but uh, super rewatchable, super funny, enjoyable music, and uh, yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a taking care of business night, but. But that's not a great. I don't. I don't even like Bachman Turner on Overdrive. So uh, I, I thought when when uh, you called me, I was just going to start playing Business Time by the by Flight of the Concords um, and and just confuse you because because you're not really that familiar with the show. But um, but the Milwaukee Bucks took care of business tonight, and uh, you know uh, I think what what are the what are the the Sacramento Kings added to like within twelve or something like that in the in the fourth quarter, but. but Never, never seriously in doubt. And, oh, man, I needed a Giannis Adetokounmpo explosion. And uh, he kind of came out, and it was man versus boys uh, early on, 10 points in the first quarter. And uh, um, he was, uh, you know, he got he got plenty of help from, from deep. Bucks go 16 out of 35 from three. Uh, but Giannis, the star with 32, 13, 6, two steals, one block. No turnovers. He didn't even have a foul until the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah, Giannis is uh, is really good. And the, the Kings, who rested Costa Kufos and Ty Lawson as part of their drive for the lottery, um, do not look like a very good basketball team. Yeah, and you almost wonder what those numbers would have been if the Kings could have somehow managed to be not the Kings, if that makes any sense. Like, Giannis at the half, Bucks are up 69-50. to 50. Giannis has 22 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Um, so just doing some quick math in my head, that's a that's a triple-double with 40 points, 18 rebounds, um, 4 steals, and 2 blocks. Like, if we're going to go at that same rate. like, And I would say, as the game went on, I think, not that they were taking possessions off or messing around or anything, but that third quarter had kind of a general malaise to it as the Bucks were just like, Okay, this Kings team's awful. They're clearly not trying to win. They're resting guys that could help them out. Like they're they're trying to lose. They're not very good, and we are getting literally whatever we want. And during the third quarter, they had some shots missed. They had some extra passes that weren't really necessary because obviously the Kings were not playing very well. And yeah, like the I watched the entire second half, but. I, 
I don't know if I feel like there's really much I re- remember from it because it was all just kind of, okay, this one is, this one's taken care of. And again, that's, that's cool that the Bucks actually took care of business and actually came out and finished it off because that's not always the case. Like there, there have been times where the Bucks have had a big first half and then second half they've given up a ton of points in the third quarter and then all of a sudden it's a game in the fourth quarter and that was not the case tonight. And like you said, kind of business time is that is that the name of the song business uh, time it, it was business time and they they took care of it all night long yeah and the second quarter was was really the difference of uh, 44 to 26 the bucks take the second quarter um i mean for as much as Giannis was the star he had a couple of his i think he had two of those those you know drive spin dunk plays um had one of the more spectacular blocks you're going to see um, kind of coming from uh, over uh, Scalabissier's shoulder to uh, to block a dunk attempt, and um, he went crashing to the ground and like, hey, Giannis, you, please don't be hurt. Um, and then he ended up getting the ball and making a pass and fell down uh, like five seconds later making a pass for an open guy. Um, so Turbo Giannis was, was on tonight, and... Um, but but as much as good as Giannis was, may, maybe the the highlight for me, Jason Terry playing the villain uh, in Sacramento, where they do not care for him because he refused to report. I don't know how many years ago it was that he was traded there, and uh, they ended up releasing him because he didn't want to play there. And the fans remember that. And uh, Jet uh, embraced it. Jet hit three threes tonight. Uh, a couple of them in the second in that big second quarter uh, was was going in full WWE heel mode. Um, Jet flying, doing the hand to the ear, begging for the booze, um, and uh, and kind of feeding off it. So um, a great night for Jet and Spencer Hawes. Spencer Hawes played well against the former team. That that's where I was gonna go. That's where I was gonna go too. Because for some reason that second quarter there was just booze raining down the entire time, and in my head, I there was no way I was drawing those connections. There no way no way in in or, d- d- no i had no idea if i didn't have a wonderful a broadcast team for the milwaukee bucks and jim paschke and marcus johnson i would have no idea why they were booing spencer hawes and jason terry like those things in my mind were just so insignificant in the past that i would not even think twice about it but yeah both those dudes <laughs> terry wanted it and same thing with spencer hawes he comes in hits a couple threes does his weird uh German three sign. Do do we have any idea why he does that? Do you know what I mean when I say that? Wait, that... what is a German three sign? So you know the very famous scene in Inglorious Bastards where they're in the underground yep. bar in the underground tavern, and he signals yep. for three oh, three shots yeah. of whiskeys as an American or an English person would, and then he said he knew because of that because he didn't do it with the thumb. So the thumb and then the first two fingers. That's how the Germans would say three. Spencer Hawes does that when he hits threes. So he'll hit a three, and then he'll throw it up like that. Were you were you more of a three goggles guy, uh, or three monocle guy? I'm, I'm okay with anything. I just did like I've never. I don't know if I've seen another player signal it like that. So I, the, being the journalist that I am, I'm going to ask Spencer about it on Friday. But I was curious if there was something I had missed that he does it like that because I can't think of another player that does it like that. He's going to be really confused when the people show up to talk to him for just the second time all year. And it's going to be to ask him about his, his three ball <laughs> sign. But, um, 
but it was nice. I mean, you. I uh, think I have the corner on <laughs> weird questions asked to players, so I, I think it'll be okay. You uh, you had that poll right after his uh his his big breakout game the Spencer um, against the game, Raptors, yeah. I guess that. The Spencer Hawes game, didn't you ask, uh, you, you polled people whether we thought he would ever do, do the same, do that, have another game like that? And uh, I, mean, I, don't, the, I don't know what the, the question, results were, but, the question but I, was, I, would, I would have guessed no, but what, what was the specific question? The question was, that night he had played 17 minutes and scored 16 points. And I'd ask, in any other game this season, will Spencer Hawes either play more than 17 minutes or, you, you can, either or, or score more than 16 points, and he got the minutes tonight, so he, he got the over there. But that was, I think, the closest poll I've ever ran. Like, there was a couple hundred votes, and I think it was 51-49. Um, I, ne- I need to search. I don't even know how I'm going to search that. But find it. But I think it was 51% said, yes, it would happen. So kudos to that 51%, that majority just barely winning out. But you got it right. Spencer Hawes did do it, uh, 18 minutes tonight. And I was a little bit worried because I wasn't sure if they were going to bring him in early enough in the fourth quarter, but they just snuck it in. So um, I'm, not well, sure, they... I'm not sure that Jason Kidd was aware of the poll. He might have been. Um, and if he was, he, he really wanted to make sure Spencer got that tonight. Am I wrong or does it seem? like we'll complain about something and then jason kid like what like rotation wise like i'm thinking like most recently it was we we were complaining about toledovich never playing with Giannis, and then the last couple of games we've seen it again no uh, it's it, no i'm not going down that road for no, no 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 i'm not i'm not saying jason kid is actually <laughs> respond i'm i'm not saying that at all i have zero i mean of all, all the people like of all the coaches <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not like I don't think Jason Kidd would listen to somebody like who actually knows what they're talking about, much less like me. But I'm just saying, it's funny. Just imagine him in his office, like <laughs> with earbuds in, listening to Lockdown Fox. Oh god, that was too funny. That's probably why he like always seems like annoyed answering your questions. But I guess it's because he always seems annoyed answering everybody's questions. But um, but it is. I don't know. It's it's fun. It's kind of funny, and maybe it's just because Jason Kidd. It's sort of like you know the the old thing about like oh and people say no matter where you're from people like you hear people say well that's you know it's like what they say about the weather here in san diego just wait 15 minutes and it'll be different it's like no san <laughs> literally Diego's every never city different. in the history um, but, of the world yeah that, exactly but every city in america claims every city in america cl- claims to be like oh well, the weather changes here you know um but jason kidd is sort of the the coaching equivalent of that like you know if you don't like his rotation just like give it a game or two and you know something weird and different will happen um so maybe it's just, maybe it's just like you know just the randomness of it that like eventually whatever we it, it took us a while we campaigned for the plumly start for, yeah. for quite some yeah. time um which was probably the saddest thing i've ever compa- campaigned for um but eventually it did happen and then he was like traded like, like whatever two weeks later um but we we did see a little bit of mirza with Giannis. um to, uh, Ar- the Toledovich Archipelago, another good night. Five out of ten, 13 points, three out of eight threes, four boards, two assists. Shout out to Mirza getting 20 minutes. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the 16 out of 35 number from three, I mean, that really speaks to how porous the uh, – I mean, t- well, a couple things speak to how porous the Kings defense uh, is and was. Um, one, the fact that, you know, Giannis and everybody else who went inside did not encounter much resistance unless – 
it was Willie Colley Stein meeting them at the rim, which, you know, he did get four blocks. But for the most part, I mean, the Kings are, are not a good defensive team. This is a young team. Uh, they don't really know what's going on. They have nothing to play for. And um, probably not surprising that, you know, Greg Monroe, five out of six, 15 points. Um, you know, Thon Maker hit a couple early hook shots, which was nice to see. Not something we see very often from him. Um, uh, I don't know how good I felt about it because the the first one certainly looked a lot like a John Henson hook. The first one he should have just dunked, and then he spun back into the middle of the lane and, and barely got that righty hook over. The second one was a little more confident. Um, you know, still only playing 12 minutes. Uh, John Henson, who you just mentioned, he was out with a, a, a hurt uh, a hand, I guess. I guess his his uh what was his his left hand was his, hurt last his night? left thumb he when he fell on that lillard crossover I don't, he must have landed on his thumb i guess and and of course he's he's only a fake right-handed player so that's a big deal for for henson to, to hurt his left hand so um but yeah all the bucks big guys i mean hawes took four shots and scored 10 points two out of three from deep uh, a good night for for people who are large and playing for the Milwaukee bucks and um yeah, I mean, you know, again, I, you don't look at this game as like evidence of the Bucks being, you know, in 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 just from this game, like oh, the Bucks are awesome or Bucks or whatever. But look, you, you were supposed to win this game. You went in, you led sort of wire to wire, and uh, Giannis looked great. And we all know that's very important to me personally and to many of you listening. So. I'm happy. Four and two road trip. What is that? The best road trip in. 30 plus years or yeah. 30 years exactly basically i mean um we know the bucks have stunk for most of that time but uh for the bucks to to claim four wins on a on a six game road trip out west i mean that's uh that's a, just a, a big credit to to this team and coming together and um you know turning the page on on a obviously a very disappointing uh i don't know how many weeks it was where they were just unwatchable <laughs> in what was it because of january um but they've uh, they've really turned it around. Ten wins in the month of March, and um, you know now moving up to six thanks to a tiebreaker with Indiana. Uh, above five hundred, our friend Steve Von Horn is now obligated to watch <laughs> Bucks games again, uh, according to his rule of only watching when the Bucks are above five hundred. And a big game coming up against the Atlanta Hawks with a chance to again potentially make up even more ground and make a move on the on the fifth seed yeah i think after the first quarter tonight i decided that i was gonna i was gonna upgrade this to an s2l like after that first quarter i was like okay (laughs) seeing how bad the kings really are the kings are really bad and like a couple players that again they're not great players but even just the idea that they, they were gonna dnp rest kufus and ty lawson was like okay this is a sucks to lose now. Like this team is just too bad. They they are not talented enough for me to feel any any type of way other than massively disappointed if, if the Bucks would have lost this game. So again, shout out to them for actually taking care of business and uh, getting the win tonight. And also, thank you Kings for giving the Bucks the the confidence to shoot so many threes. Thirty five threes for the Bucks tonight and. I'm not 100% on this, but I think the two highest numbers they've had from the three-point line this year have come against the Kings. 35 this time in, was it 34 last time against the Kings? Um, I think those are the two highest this year. I would have to do a basketball reference search real quick. Um, but I'm pretty sure those are the two highest. So that's, to me, even even if there is no carryover effect, even if there is nothing that's going to make the Bucks in the next game want to shoot those more, like shoot more threes, 
to me, it just feels good to see them shoot that many threes to look like a modern NBA basketball team. Like that to me is just exciting. And to see so many guys contribute to that number. Cause obviously you have Mirza get those eight Haas shoots three of them, makes two of them. Middleton shoots six of them, makes three of them. Brogdon shoots four, makes two. Snell shoots three, makes one. Giannis made one and he took two. Thon took one. Daly took two. Jason Terry took five. Like just seeing those numbers is very pleasing to me. Um, and again, it probably has a ton to do with the Kings and uh, just how porous their defense is. But still, I, I will I will gladly take that and just be happy that the Bucks went out of their way and shot that many threes. Um, I guess talking a little bit about Giannis, I, I think the maybe only complaint you could have tonight is 40 minutes for Giannis in a game where it was in hand most of the way. Like you said, 12 was as close as it got, and I think it got there with five minutes left in the fourth quarter. So I think there was probably some times where you could have given Giannis that break and at least cut that down to 35 or something like that. But like we've said, like the one place we don't really complain is Giannis playing too much. Like That would always be kind of the way I would like to see Jason Kidd air if he's going to air in any direction, but still 40 minutes and a back-to-back against the Sacramento Kings just seems totally unnecessary. Um, so hopefully that doesn't have any ill effects moving forward and the Bucks will have another one at home on Friday against the Hawks. And again, that's a big game. Uh, other, okay. I have a question for you, Frank, and it was an observation I made during the game. I don't know if it's crazy. I don't know if it's wrong. I am genuinely very interested to hear what you think. Has Chris Middleton's shot gotten flatter? It's always been on the flat side, but has it gotten flatter now that he's returned from this injury? You know, he's he's never had a lot of lift, like in terms of his legs uh, on threes. And um, obviously the upside of that is that, you know, you'd think that maybe he's less prone to sort of getting tired because he's not, you know, relying on, you know, getting much elevation and, and hopefully it's, you know, it's more consistent, you know, it doesn't, doesn't get, he doesn't get tired shooting those. Um, you know, I, when you, yeah, I know you and Alex Boda were talking about that and I could definitely see that. Cause I think the shot right before it, it like, it looked like it barely got over the plane of the, of yeah. the rim. Um, but it was a, a swish and, um, yeah, it's something, to say i mean he's always had a bit of a flat shot i think for a guy who's such a good shooter um he has a, a bit of a i mean he, he kind of um, has a very compact stroke um but he definitely kind of slingshots it and it, it, you know it feels like almost like a bit too fast coming in a bit too hot coming in um you know relative to what you're used to seeing from great shooters but i mean like I he, know, still, he still shoots 40 percent from three so like i'm not i'm not saying that this is gonna derail his career or his three-point shooting or, or anything like that but it again as you watch so much bucks basketball you kind of just i don't know pick up on things or maybe think of something that you haven't thought of before and i don't know it just seemed like tonight it was one of those situations where it was like is it flatter than it used to be like am i going crazy uh um, well i mean well we we talked about you know one of the concerns we had when chris was coming back was you know a lot of times, you, you know, you, you normally think, well, a guy coming back from a leg injury, you know, he's just going to want to shoot jump shots. He's not going to be dunking on people or whatever. Um, but, you know, Chris, that wasn't his game anyway. And 
dunking or the, the dunking on guys part. Um, so, you know, we kind of wondered, well, does that, is that more of a problem then? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he's a jump shooter and is his jump shot going to take a while to come back? Cause you know, just his legs and his rhythm aren't necessarily going to be there. But the flip side was he doesn't really jump much to begin with. And it seems like, you know, maybe he's, I don't know if he's jumping even less, but, um, you know, maybe it's just second out of a back to back or something, but, uh, certainly, um, you know, the fact that he doesn't jump might, maybe that's why he, he's come back and not really missed a beat as a shooter. I mean, he came in tonight shooting 48% from three. We would like to see his volume go up, only taking three attempts per 29 minutes um, so far, but obviously taking six threes tonight uh, in 11, out of his 11 shots, that is that is nice to see. That's more of the type of shot selection I would certainly like to see. Yep. Um, I, interestingly, he didn't have any free throws tonight, only had one free throw of the pre, each of the previous two games. So after getting uh, a fair bit of run at the line, uh, in the previous games, eight out of nine against the Lakers, seven out of seven against the Clippers, only two out of two in the last three games combined. So, um, you know, interesting. He, you know, that that's the trade-off. Obviously, he's gonna if he's gonna shoot more jump shots, um, then he's gonna t- you know get the line less. Um, so there is you know that efficiency trade-off. Threes we like that's efficient. Um, floor spacing good, uh, but you know again if he's not kind of going uh, going at the defense a little bit, then he's not gonna draw as many fouls. But look, eh, whatever. Chris Middleton, what he's doing right now. Relative to what our expectations were, I mean, start of the season, I, I was not banking on Chris playing at all. So Same. Um, for him to be coming back and 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 being such a uh, such an anchor of of you know everything the Bucks are doing right now, uh, and being just so you know kind of reliable and consistent, and um, and and I think just you know again the the just the kind of dynamic of the team just changes a bit with Chris playing the three. Um, I think from a spacing standpoint, obviously we've talked about it's it's a bit easier to create spacing around Giannis when um, when you've got basically three guards on the court with them, or you know if you want to call Chris kind of a pseudo guard. So let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. You, you get to see Thon play 12 minutes tonight, which is nice. Maybe you'd want to see him play a little bit more, um, yeah. but still, you, you get to see double digits. So well, uh, everybody wanted to see the Spencer Haas revenge game, right? People were pretty excited about that. I I will <laughs> totally admit that they were pretty excited about him uh getting past the the benchmark set by the spencer hawes game so uh, <laughs> I, I i don't i can't really think of anything else um i mean the the continued absence of terrence jones it remains fascinating uh just two minutes tonight only in garbage time and you would have thought if john henson is out the most logical person maybe to slot in there would be Terrence Jones. As we've said, we kind of understand what we're, what we're going to see with Spencer Hawes. We understand what he's about. Um, so you would think Terrence Jones would get a little bit more run. Um, I, I, it just continues to be weird that you would sign someone and then the coach would not play him <laughs> at all. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I don't think Terrence Jones really matters for for the Bucks in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, he's at this point, he's really a pretty traditional power forward, uh, and given he's not really a floor spacer, uh, you know, he, he's definitely not the kind of player that uh, is becoming more relevant in the NBA. <laughs> um, for and, sure, and yeah. you know, as uh, you know, given given that we are um, proud uh, passport holders to the Toledovich archipelago, um, you know, we of all people probably can't complain too much because, uh, with Beasley out and Jason Kidd despising the idea of Terrence Jones playing, uh, it's meant more run for, for Toledovich. And, 
Yes. Uh, obviously, he's had some he's had some key minutes uh, in the fourth quarter in Portland, and then tonight, obviously, um, was part of that uh, three point parade that the Bucks had. So, um, so yeah, it's strange. I, I, I yeah, imagine Terrence Jones and his agent are having interesting conversations these days, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Onward and upward. I think that's all I got, Frank. A game, yep. a, a butt kicking like this is very hard to try to drum up any sort of debate or uh topics to discuss the bucks boat race the kings and that was that and i don't really have i don't have any other thoughts um so the bucks win 116 98 over sacramento that completes a four and two six game west coast road trip as frank mentioned that's the best in 30 years um <laughs> so it, it it's a significant run by the Bucks, and it puts them in a great spot. Um, let's take a quick look at the playoff picture. Um, I, I think that's been something we've been trying to do to close out these shows. Um, I, the Bucks now move into the sixth spot in the East, and I don't think there's a tie. I think they are sole possession of the sixth spot, I believe. Uh, on tiebreaker, yeah. They're tied okay. with the Pacers, but they have the tiebreaker because they've won three the first three games against them. So. Oh, so they're in the sixth spot there, and then uh, number fire or what? Which one do you prefer, number fire or five thirty eight? I can never remember. I, I usually use five thirty eight, and they now have the Bucks uh, projected record at forty two and forty, um, which interestingly is now actually uh, higher than the Heat, who are projected at forty one and forty one. Uh, the Bulls are uh, forty and forty two. The Pacers uh, also forty two and forty. Uh, let's see the Pistons dropped another I mean they got killed by the Bulls tonight they've dropped 38 and 44 the Pacers lost in Boston so I mean not not a shocker but um, they also did not have a competitive night so that helps and if you look at the win probably or the sorry the playoff probability Bucks now moving up all the way to 86 percent and obviously a lot can change between now and the end of the season so you know before you go and lock in uh, your your bets um, you know be aware things can move these numbers tend to move pretty quick uh, as teams form change but um but yeah i mean i think what were we saying uh, a week and a half ago it was at i think like 30 percent or so so um certainly the bucks uh forward to road trip uh, out west does uh does wonders for uh for your projection all right so we will get you ready for the weekend tomorrow that'll be uh, a friday game against the hawks a sunday game against the bulls and uh, then the Bucks will kind of switch back and forth between road and home the rest of the way as they got this big road trip out of the way. So we'll see where they go the rest of the season. But more importantly, we'll be back to we'll back we'll be back here tomorrow to talk to you uh, and get you ready for the weekend. So for Frank Mann, this has been Eric Name. This has been Locked On Bucks. Bucks win one sixteen ninety eight against Sacramento, and we will talk to you tomorrow.